needless to say, it's been another thrilling week. Um, today is very exciting because uh, everything's different. And uh, it's 10 past 11, uh, as opposed to the usual 3, 4, 5 o'clock. Uh, so I'm a bit perturbed, but um, I will uh, struggle on and we'll get there. So welcome to episode 179 of Mr. Burt Pods. So I'll come to why I'm doing this early, uh, a bit later on. Um, it has been a thrilling week. There's been Poncho Watch uh, and there's been Starving Cat Watch, uh, which is actually quite hard to avoid uh, 24 hours of every single day. Um, so today I've basically got to go into work early, so I'm having a little bit of a crisis. Uh, because I need to leave. I am actually realise I have quite a lot in common with Rufus the new cat, because uh, when my eating timetable doesn't go to plan, I get quite het up. So basically my shift starts at 5.30, so I'm in a complete lather now, as to which means I've got to leave here at the latest 4.30. I can't eat when I get there. After 5.30, what do I do? And the problem is, I'm now front of house. The problem is that the front of house, I'm saying temporary, I'm only doing it this week and next week, and then it's over. Um, they have a crew, not crew, front of house room, but there's only two microwaves and absolutely nothing else. There's no kettle, there's no sink, there's nothing, uh, which is really irritating. It really is irritating, actually, when you're on a 5.30 shift. So I'm in a palaver about what to do, uh, whether to eat. Oh, no one really cares, but I'm in a palaver. Let's put it that way. So because I've got to set up early, I thought, well, I'll do Mr. Burt now before lunch. And then I can have a tith with about what I'm going to eat for lunch. And then I can have a bit of a calmer afternoon. Uh, so that's all marvellous, really. So uh, I was up with Adrian and sadly, day 30 of uh, flow. Uh, I don't know if she does it every time. I think she does. Her last one, she just does it without talking and you sort of follow her and do it in your own way. Uh, the trouble is, <clears throat> as soon as I get into Downward Dog, <clears throat> my face is uh, going in the opposite direction. My eyesight is going in the opposite direction to the television. So I don't know when she comes out of Downward Dog. So I'm in Downward Dog in blazing agony for hours and hours. And then I look up and find she's about 10 minutes ahead of me on a load of different and my phone's just buzzed on a load how dare anybody buzz me in the middle of Mr Bird um, anyway oh sorry that was a bit of a sip um, so yeah so that was all sad so there's just an epilogue tomorrow and then I've got to go back to working out what I'm going to do every day but um, I've enjoyed flow I didn't think I would enjoy flow because I don't like flow yoga at all um, and I'm yeah, it's been right actually. I'm quite. I, she sort of puts it all together in the last thing that I did today. So that's that. And then I went for a run, which was lovely. I haven't looked at my timing and stuff yet, but uh, uh, it was nice and sunny, so I ran up around Ali Pali, and that was all lovely. So um, my cultural life's been quite busy, so we'll come to that later. I still need to do a podcast about socks, but because uh, there has been uh, a lot of interest. Uh, and a certain amount of requests for a sock podcast. But again, I'll have to do that when I have a little less to talk about. So we've got a cat still. Um, 
the cat's still hungry uh generally is way well behaved but we've made a few little errors with him one of my little errors was to uh let him sniff the bottom of a feta packet that we shouldn't have any cheese in um what the thinking in my head at that point was i have absolutely no idea other than it was the bottom of the packet therefore it wasn't the top of the packet and he couldn't get his nose into it Needless to say, it was on the floor within about a hundredth of a second and uh, the next thing I heard was like ripping plastic as he was trying to rip open the packet to get right in to get all the leftover bits of cheese out. So then he goes into a complete frenzy because he thinks he's being fed um, and then he does get quite difficult. I also know that he doesn't like, because we let him sniff anything that we're cooking with that we know he's not going to eat. That's why I did the cheese packet, stupid. But anything else we're cooking that we know he's not going to be interested in, we just let him sniff it. So he knows that we're not dealing with stuff that he wants. And um, the problem with him is he has no idea what no means. He has no idea what being naughty means. Or I, or when I say being naughty, doing what he shouldn't be doing. Because I think when the only time he is naughty is when it involves food and the, the hunger thing overrides everything. I'm not even sure he recognises his name, to be honest. But I think we're going to have to get him checked out just to make sure he's got nothing wrong with him. Because there are things like hyperthyroid and worms, which do make them uh, very, very hungry. But he's fairly calm between. He's slunk, slinked off now because he knows I'm not around food. But as soon as I stand up, he'll be on his way to the kitchen meowing. Um, we can pick him up um, for quite long periods now. Um, he's, he likes having his head rubbed and all that. And he likes sitting on the sofa. So he's got this sort of normal cat-like behaviour, but it just gets overridden by uh, the food thing. So he's just got to work out. Life has to be more towards the lying around, making myself comfortable. Uh, he's quite keen to go out. So actually, we'll probably let him out at some point uh, and less over the food because the food will come. It will just come at certain times, but we'll get there. So yesterday, no, so I had a brilliant idea was because I'd given him some orange peel to sniff because I was making fruit salad and I know cats don't like citrus food. So he turned his nose up at that. And therefore I thought, well, my lemon curd yogurt, he won't want to have anything to do with that because um, it's lemon. Well, of course, it's lemon. Of course, it's not lemon at all. It's basically yogurt, isn't it? So um, he just went wild and that was a huge mistake. The second time I had it, which was last night, he then followed me around, uh, getting more and more into a frenzy. And then it all went very quiet, uh, suspiciously quiet. So I went into the kitchen and he was settled in a very comfortable position on the counter uh, head into a, a container of uh, rice that I just cooked for our meals that I'd left on the side. I had actually put the lid on it, but not properly. I need to knock the lid off. So um, then after that, he was up, down, up, down, up, down on the counter. I'm frantically cleaning it every time he goes up. In the end, I gave up and thought, I'll put him on the counter. Uh, I'll move away everything. He was very keen on a packet of oat cakes trying to get in. And he was quite keen on some expensive biscuits that I've got. I moved those out of the way. There was nothing else he was interested in. I let him have a good sniff around. Uh, he's not interested in bananas all the, and the rest of the stuff. There's just mugs and tins of tea packs and things. And then cleaned it three times. And the final time put some lemon spray it's down. Uh, and he calmed down there, he seemed to be absolutely fine. 
Uh, and of course, that didn't work either because uh, a while later there was like Russell, 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 and he basically jumped up. I put the biscuits back foolishly, jumped up. I put the biscuits in the cup. He'd got them out of the mug, knocked them onto the floor, and was trying to get into them on the floor. These are expensive biscuits. They're from the Swedish bakery. So, um, yeah, last night was quite difficult. But I think I set it all off because of the lemon curd. Uh, I think once he really wants something and he can't have it, I think it just his mind goes into gear of I've got our food now and no matter what you do, he won't stop. He's been fine this morning. Uh, he also had, he's also got into the habit of jumping on to, um, we haven't got a dining room table so we have to eat on our laps. There's nothing I can do about that in front of the TV and of course that is frustrating for him. Uh, now uh, we had fish and chips. <laughs> fish and chips on Friday night. I hadn't been to the local fish and chip shop for a long, long time. Uh, and I have to say they were the most delicious fish and chips. Really, really nice batter. Um, I took a bit of fish and put it in the fridge so he didn't associate it with our food. Uh, didn't think he was that bothered. And then there's a head and two paws uh, practically into my plate. Uh, as I'm sitting on the sofa, I mean, it's very funny. You've got the, you know, the hygiene side. I try not to dwell on too much. The funny side of the little paws and the head appearing <laughs> is very, very funny. Uh, so he got his fish uh, to himself, which wisely I put in the fridge. Um, so he was a bit antsy after that, but he wasn't too bad. So he likes fish and chips. Well, he doesn't like chips. Um, so that's Rufus. He's actually being all right. He's quite, he's around the front door quite a lot now. He's actually been out. I just picked him up and brought him back in again. Um, I've just given him a new litter, which is the fancy stuff that Duffy, our other cat, used to have. Uh, it's like sort of wood chipping sort of stuff, because uh, I don't like the clay stuff, although it's cheap. It just scratches and gets everywhere because it's so hard. And now he walks around uh, trailing bits of little bits of wood, which will stick to his bottom uh, and then drop off gradually around the flat. So I'm scurrying around behind him with a, um, uh, a dustpan and brush. Uh, so that's marvellous. So that's him. Uh, work. Uh, work. I have went to see the something. What was it? Dress rehearsal of the show that I'm front of housing on. So I'm not working for the production company. I'm working for the theatre for a while, just a couple of weeks. Because um, the production company didn't want me. Um, hated it. Uh, I have to say, it really annoyed me. Uh, and then no one else didn't like it. Everyone else liked it. And then I started saying, but what about that bit? And what about that bit? And they kept saying, yeah, 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 that, yeah. quite agree with that. And also they then started showing me bits that I had noticed that were really annoying. So the only difference being those things didn't bother them. And these things did really bother me. But then I thought, the thing is, I'm steeped in theatre. I've studied it. I've got a degree. I write. I've been on a million writing courses. You know, I, I, I it, what, because it's an adaptation, um, I think it's, um, uh, I think it's badly done as an adaptation. And basically, characters are all paper thin uh, and it's it primarily takes the argument of the original drama which is very much caught up in characterization and other bits of plot in the original that sort of wipes all those things away and concentrates on the argument which is fine but i think you there's no depth to it so i think watching it more than once it's just doesn't it's just not very good the cast are brilliant 
Well, I'm seeing the cast are really, they're very good cast, but it's difficult to tell how good they are because the script's so paper thin. But um, it's not terrible. But um, I was really disappointed. I was really, really looking forward to it. So, um, as front of house, sometimes you have to sit in. So if I'm in, this, you only have to sit in for half the show, depending on what shift you're on. The thing with front of house shift is every shift has so much different things to do. So there's, you say, if you're on the doors, you're, you're scanning people's tickets with a machine that doesn't work uh, and then getting into a general frenzy. And then you go from that just as the show starts, you go and sit in the auditorium uh, for the first half. And not all the usher seats uh, face the stage. So some of the areas of the theatre, you can't see the stage at all. So it's basically like a radio play. And then um, access. So there's doors, there's bars, which I have absolutely nothing to do with whatsoever uh, and never will. Um, access needs. So you help people who have, uh, with their booking, said that they've got needs. They might be... Uh, they might need hearing amplifiers or they might be in a wheelchair. Um, I had the loveliest two people in wheelchairs because um, I was doing access the other night and they were so lovely. And the wheelchair spaces actually aren't too bad. They're not great, but they're not too bad in the theatre. And they were so lovely. Um, it just made it worth it, really. Because um, obviously dealing with the public is not the easiest of things, but the, the, the audience has been all right. Uh, what else is there to do? This the my hated one is DAS, which is what's it called? Demand at seat or so? No, delivery at seat or something. It's just when you you can order from your seat, which is fine in the Everyman Cinema we were yesterday, where there's masses of room in front of everybody, so you can deliver the food and drink to the seat without destroying everybody's legs and bags and coats. It's an absolute nightmare in the theatre and it all depends on a printout coming through in a machine and there's all this other stuff to faff around and do with. I absolutely hate it and I'm doing that tomorrow for the first time on my own. So I'm dre absolutely dreading that. I don't know why I dread it so much. I mean, it's just like I just everyone's really supportive and I just need to ask for help. <laughs> it's all I need to do. But the trouble is everybody's busy doing their own thing. Um, hello. And um, um, yes, that's always one of my favourite things when a cat starts meowing and then it turns into a yawn. Um, yes, what, what else is there? So there's various doors. Uh, there's various. So yes, so Poncho Watch I'm on. There is a messy bit of the show. And basically, if you're in the auditorium, uh, you have to put certain members of the audience uh, into see-through ponchos. Um, now, I, the person running the ponchos has been the theatre manager, who's like the sort of top, top person, uh, who is lovely. And uh, so they helped me with it. And actually, by the end of the show, um, there is, there is rumours of uh, me getting an award for my poncho work. Um, sadly, the theatre manager uh, their work wasn't to the same standard as mine. Uh, and um, I'm thinking about, I might ask if we could create, well, I have asked actually, they're thinking about it, create a poncho experience manager position, which I'd be very happy doing. Um, so um, I think I'm doing ponchos this week, actually. Anyway, so I've got to go in. So there's an early shift and late shift and the five-third shift's just annoying, but you finish early. 
I don't know what it is actually. I think I'm on the doors or something. So I don't, um, I don't mind front of house actually. It's just it is tiring, but everyone is lovely and some really really nice people. Um, so I'm quite happy doing it. I just don't want to do it forever. So I'm doing it for this week, a couple of nights next week, and then all being well, I'm starting to learn my next job, uh, second half of next week. So that's work, uh, play. Um, what's happening? We went out. What week are we on? Twelfth. Oh yeah. Um, Friday. Friday all went a bit. I don't know what happened on Friday. Saturday we went to see. Uh, we went to the British Museum. It's finished now, so don't anyone get excited. Uh, the exhibition on Burma, uh, which was really busy and fascinating. Or Burma, also known now as Myanmar. Um, there was some absolutely stunning stuff in it, but it wasn't too big. Um, and it was really interesting and made me realise how completely ignorant I am. about The thing with Burma, it's just surrounded by so many countries that the cultural influences on it have been massively varied over time. And of course, then it got colonised by the Brits. And then, of course, it's um, a very tough place to live in nowadays. So uh, there wasn't so much on more recent history. Um, but what there was was really fascinating and made me want to go up and read more about it. And of course I won't. But um, there was some some of the early stuff was absolutely objects was, were absolutely beautiful, uh, and I wasn't really that bothered about going, so I was really really glad I went. Uh, so that was that. Yesterday we went to see um, all of us strangers, which is the film with Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal, and I have to say, I was really looking forward to it. But I had people I've known that have gone to see it have been a bit divided over it. Uh, and I thought I would love it. And if you'd given me a tick box, I would have ticked every box, resulting in me saying I would have been blubbing my eyes out at the end of it. And I, in reality, it didn't move me at all. There was there was one person who absolutely lost it in the in the in the cinema. And I can understand it, but it just didn't move me. I wouldn't say don't go and see it because obviously uh, someone I like. Some, a friend of mine who I'm very close to and that I, you know, we like the same things. They absolutely loved it. So I'm, it, I don't know. It was just me. It, I didn't, I just didn't engage with it. I appreciated it intellectually. I could analyze it and say what was going on, but I just didn't engage with it. Um, it's a sort of a ghost story. I'm not giving anything away with that. Um, and I think the stuff like, I know I'm bang on about the Mike Flanagan things, Haunting of Hill House and the, Haunting a blind manner, but they their use of the supernatural and the ghosts is is so raw and emotional to examine human relationships and family dynamics and death and grief and life in a way that uh, I mean there was a scene in the haunting of Hill House uh, which profoundly moved me. I mean I literally broke down sobbing and helped me come to terms. Uh, to understand elements of my dad's death and my response to it and the process, the post-death process. It all sounds very pretentious, but um, it really did help me. And um, this didn't. So it's a personal thing. So I wouldn't say don't go and see it. It's just um, 
I didn't particularly enjoy it. I'm glad. I mean, I wasn't bored. We did see a really lovely film, actually, a couple of weeks ago, which I forgot to mention, called Living with Bill Nye, which we watched on the television, which was... I mean, I just found it so moving. And it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. It's set in the 50s, and Bill Nye is a sort of character working in a bureaucratic governmental department um, and gets... I'm not giving anything away. Gets... Um, a medical result which means he hasn't got very long to live and sort of you think the film is going to be that sort of always oh, going to sort of you know start living life but it doesn't quite go down the road you expected to but it's so beautiful and so quiet and um i, I really like i mean of the two films I, that's the one i would go for living with bill nye both based on i think japanese novels actually interesting Lee enough, uh, all of us strangers and living. Uh, no, they're not actually. Living's based on what's his face. I can't remember. Ishiguro. So uh, that's that. And then uh, we watched a really odd little film on Amazon on Friday called City of Spies, which was quite strange. It was it was a bit like a student film. The it was obviously very low budget. Some of the acting was a bit wonky, but I wasn't sure whether it was meant to be or not. The sound wasn't very good, and I suspect they just didn't have enough money for a good post-production sound. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it, it wasn't that it wasn't synced, but it just sounded as if it had been separate, separately recorded. But it was so quirky. And, I mean, I couldn't understand some people just switching off to 10 minutes because it was it was could be quite annoying but it, I found it really quirky and the plot was really clever and because the plot was so good and the characters were so good I sort of wasn't bothered by the things I didn't like about it which says a lot for good writing there we see I've gone full circle now back to the play I'm working on uh, I think when the writing isn't good you I can't I can't forgive uh, things whereas when the writing is good I can forgive other things I am going to push uh, haven't started watching it yet but uh, one day David Nichols' book, uh, people keep calling it a romantic comedy. It's not a romantic comedy. David Nichols' One Day is the most beautiful book set uh, about the meeting and the getting together of a young man and woman back in the 1980s. It rings bells with me because they're of an age uh, at the time that I was, so it basically sort of follows my life. Um, and they meet... I can't remember they meet every Saint Swithin's Day, but, but but each chapter is set on Saint Swithin's Day uh, through the years. So that's why it's called One Day. It's always, always set on the same day, but but through the passage of time. Uh, the reviews of the TV have been uh, really, really good. So I'm really looking forward to that. So I would recommend that ahead of me actually seeing it. And we're also watching a quite nice, it's a very nice comedy called Not Dead Yet uh, with a really good cast of uh, comedians we've seen in other comedies none of whom I can remember other than the lead is was Jane in Jane the Virgin which was one of my favourite lockdown program, uh, series uh, and she basically plays a obituary writer who uh, whenever she starts writing the obituary the person c comes alive and starts following her around and annoying her um, and then when she's finished writing the obituary they disappear um, but there's a lot of other characters and things going on. So uh, it's really well written and it's got a nice complexity to it for just 20 minutes. It gets through a heck of a lot. Um, we've seen three episodes. I'm really enjoying that. I think that's on Amazon or Disney or something. Um, anyway, 
someone's hungry and uh, someone's not due to eat for another five hours. So I think that's all my news. Uh, I've got socks on today that have got moustaches on them uh, for reasons that I'm not going to go into. So uh, thank you for listening.